Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field, and your business as an act of worship. Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast. I'm Katie Horner, your host, and today we have a very special guest with us, a 30-year career in leadership and public service. This is someone who has started a new chapter and encourages others to do the same. He helps people discover their next thing as they move into new seasons, seasons he calls the Encorepreneur. And uh, we're interested to dive into what he's doing in his life and in his work right now. Um, This is someone who serves as a team host with two other businesses besides his own coaching business and is an artist as well. And so join me today in welcoming to our show, Mr. Mark Ross. Thank you, Katie. It's such a joy to be here with you. So excited to have you with us today. Now, you and I know each other from a mastermind group that we're in, and I didn't know what a fabulous art talent you have until you, I saw your posts in the group. And it led to some conversations around art, around collaborating with other people. And that's what we're here to talk about today. So I'd love to hear your story about your career, about your transition into what you're doing now, and of course, about the art that you do as well. Yeah, thanks for that invitation. I did have a long career in uh, public service in developing parks and public spaces in the big city of Houston, Texas. And it was a great career. Loved it. And I did get to a place, though, where I wanted to do something new while I still had energy and enthusiasm. So in my late 50s, I I retired from that and began in the direction of coaching. And I did work with our friend Dan Miller as he was my executive coach, and he helped me kind of figure out a path, a direction for what I wanted to do next. And all I knew was I wanted to take a slice of what I enjoyed from uh, the former career and amplify it in a new path, which was helping other people who were entering that season of life where they had a choice to do something new and kind of help them find their point of reference so that they could move forward. So that's how I got started in this direction. That was over seven years ago. And a lot has happened since then with starting my own business and collaborating with some others in what they're doing to participate and enjoy what they're uh, producing and to play a part in that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your business first. Let's start there. Maybe a client story or something that shares um, what you do with your business right now. Sure. It it is probably of interest to those listening in. You haven't experienced this. You probably will when you start something. You, You start with an idea, you experiment with it, see how it works and make some adjustments. Sometimes it's a big adjustment. Sometimes it's just little tweaks. And for me, I thought, well, I would only work with uh, people who could afford to retire financially and want to do something new. And I I learned that there's a lot of people who just want to retire and do nothing new. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It just wasn't for me. So even though I started in that direction, it what I realized early on is I needed more help with some strong central core competencies with with coaching. So I got some additional training and which opened up some other doors because I began to meet some new people in that space. So my clients started with what I thought would work and it's ended up being a variety of people in different seasons of their life. 
I thought it would all be people in their 50 plus range, but really it's people before 50, after 50, but they all have something in common. They have a place of responsibility in their life. Most all of them are engaged in some kind of business or leadership role, and they're all in a place of this never-ending cycle of transition. As you know, change happens outside of us, but the transformation and the transition happens. It's an inside job. So here's what I've learned about me is that I love being a thought partner with these folks who are in this transition phase just to help them think through where they are, where they think they want to go, what needs adjusting. And it's been a, a, a real joy to do that. So you know, that saying about niche and then niche down and niche down again, that that's great for marketing. But in reality, I work with whoever wants to hang out with me to be their thought partner uh, for a season. Sometimes those seasons go for several years at a time. So that's my one-on-one private coaching practice that I've developed. And some other things have springboarded from that. Yeah. It's so important to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and to reflect back to you what they see that you don't, because sometimes we're so close to it, you know, it's all blurry to us. Yeah. I've had some conversations recently with a business partner about this same thing that so many times the value of community is is highly underrated um, Mm. in that, you know, we need those people around us that we trust to be able to bounce ideas off of or to speak back to us what they see reflected and so such valuable work too, as we do that for one another. Uh, now, I know that when you started your coaching, this also led to your collaborations, which we wanted to talk to today. You know, a lot of times we think entrepreneurship or running your own business is like, it's all you, right? Mm. But just, just like it's so important to have that community around us as we grow, there are tons of opportunities for community in business partnerships. And you found a couple of those. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, this is uh, since I would imagine the the listeners mostly are folks like us who are trying to do things that are important to them and generate income and pay for life and other things that mean something to them. So this journey really started, and here's some encouraging words, in community. It was with, I mentioned Dan was an executive coach for me. I still have a coach. I've had several since then for different reasons, different seasons. And I'm always working with someone to help me along as well. I have thought partners that I pay. But Dan started this mastermind group about almost 10 years ago. And he invited a number of people in to get started in the group. And I've been with that. And that's the group you and I share together ever since. But everything that's happened to this point started in that group or from that group. And there have been a number of people who have spoken into my life and two in particular where they started their own communities as as a result of being in the mastermind group. So one of them is the Rock Retirement Club with Roger Whitney as the owner, who after our friendship in a number of years of us knowing each other, he said, hey, why don't you help out with this new community that I'm starting? And you know, we could take a deeper dive into what that entails. But the point is this, is that he was looking for people that he knew, he liked, he trusted, and he had the same spirit as he did about helping people in community to grow. So when he invited me in, I thought, wow, this is another way to add to my business as a 1099 contract arrangement. And I, at first I thought, well, it's not really business. You know what? 
the business is how we define it for us and what exactly. success means to us. And if, you know, if I was doing this when I was 30, it would look different than it does now that I'm 66. It's like I have some freedom to make some choices that aren't always bound by, by income. So Roger invited me in and that's, that's one of my sources of business income where I facilitate conversations around the softer side of retirement. So it's a coach approach, but it's another skill set as well. And a great deal of interest that I have in that subject. It's not just the meaning part of uh, retirement, however you want to define that. It's the money side too, which is fascinating to me. So that that's one of the collaborations. No, I love that it was a convergence of, mm. you know, your interest, your friendship, uh, your abilities, and just like, hey, this looks like it would work well, you know. Now, did you approach him about this or was this something no. that he created like this coaching program and was looking for coaches? Yeah, I, I never even thought about it. When when he started this, wasn't even on my radar. I, I just wasn't thinking about that. But he approached me and at first I thought, quietly to myself, I thought, I don't know about that. I don't know, you know, what, what role would I play? I said, in a further conversation, and uh, I said, well, what kind of title, functional title would you give me in this role so I know if it fits for us and give me some direction from the title of, you know, what I'd really be doing. So he gave me a title. This is funny. He, he called me the kind provocateur. And he said, I, so I had to look that up, of course. So it's the good kind of provocateur where I just kind of ask questions in a kind way to help us all think about what's really important, what we value, and how we can take action and make a better life for ourselves. So if anyone's listening, they want to know how do I help my team members perform better, give them a functional title that fits their personality and the value that you need from them for that. So yeah, he approached me. Yeah, love it. And I think there may be those listening who needed to hear just that, right? Like mm. maybe you need some help, need to get some things off your plate, need to have some community and some collaboration in your business, create a title for what you're looking for and then ask yourself yeah. if it's that and reach out. I think that's awesome. And then yeah. once you had that one, it led to the next one. Yeah, knowing that I'm a coach and my circle of friends and colleagues and peers has expanded greatly from Dan's original group into other circles uh, that I call, I call them circles, other communities of common interest. And in the coaching community, uh, one of our friends, Teresa McCloy with the real life process, part of our mastermind group. And she came into the fold a little bit later than some of us, probably five years ago, rather than 10, doesn't matter. But along the way, she decided, I want to start this new community that can do life the way I have found is helpful to me. It's not a new framework. It's just a different way to think about some existing ways to, to uh, figure out what's important, do what matters, and make it sustainable. So she started this beta group, and that's what Rogers was, by the way. It's just a beta. I love being part of startup kind of ideas. I, I, that's, that's part of my energy. And so she started this with a small group of people, and it's a paying community. And I, th I thought, okay, this is great, because it was helping me personally put some legs under what I was trying to do. I, I realized I was successful in my former work because I was a leader of teams. But now, as you know, Katie, it's just like so much of this, you look around when you're starting, it's like, who's going to help me? And yeah, you find some help eventually. But in the beginning, it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I, I need some help here to put some 
structure into how to figure out my time, what's really important, you know, what's work and what's not work, what pays, what doesn't. So she was starting this and I uh, joined and fast forward to about a year ago, she asked me one day, would I be interested in being one of their strategic coaches? And I wasn't even on my radar, wasn't thinking about it. It's like, I thought at first, I thought, wow, I never thought about that. But uh, she described what she was looking for is really someone just like me who could incorporate this into their existing practice if they wanted to do it. And that's what I've been doing ever since. It's been a great mix of that's more strategy. My private work is it's a mix of strategy and thought partner. And then Rogers is more facilitation. We even have live meetups where I uh, host workshops and do the icebreaker for the annual event, uh, which is part of who I am and what I do. So it's opened up opportunities for me to meet new people, to do new things, to generate some more income. And I could go on and on, but it also opened the door for more ways to share my art, which is part of who I am, what I do, and how I make some of my, my income for my business. Yes. And tell us about that because this, this is fascinating to me because we are who we are inside and outside, right? Obviously, if folks are watching this on video, you're seeing Mark's fabulous shirt, the art behind him. He's obviously an art guy, right? And this part of you is part of you. Like I see this everywhere. I see you. You always show up in a fabulous, colorful shirt, right? Um, similar to the flower in my hair. Like we just are who we are on the inside and the outside. And I so appreciate that authenticity with you. But I also love the way that these work collaborations have allowed you to bring that art that's inside of you, the art that, you know, you may have previously considered a hobby into the front of your business scene as well. So talk to us about how you're using your art. Yeah, the, the upfront message in that is sometimes something comes to us that we've been doing and it can be part of our branding for our business and our work that we want to do, but we don't think about it in those terms. So story, in the beginning days of this journey seven years ago, the people that I associated with in the coaching world and uh, in other circles in the mastermind group, you know, it seemed like everybody's an author. Everybody's producing content, programs, courses, things that can be consumed, learned, Im implemented, and improve your life and your work and so forth. And I was pretty discouraged because I was out walking one day, listening to yet another podcast of someone who had yet written another book. And I, I go, man, I just wish I had some content, but I don't, I don't, you know, I can write, but that's not like a love affair that I have. But it dawned on me that I was, I, I almost can remember, or I do remember stepping forward off this little step when I was out walking. And I thought, it was like a truly like a light bulb, one of those light bulb moments that we have on occasion. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How do we define content? And, and I realized it was a, I think it was the Lord speaking to me saying, you do have content. It's just a little different than what you see in the fellowship that you're with and the other folks. It's, it's, you have visual content and you can do something with that and you can merge it into what you're doing with your coaching and I'll show you little by little what that might look like. So that's, that's how that piece began. So I remember that very day because I was part of a group that always said, take action, take action, take action, you know, 
push the button, you know, those crazy entrepreneurs, right? I I was always encouraging you to do something now. Exactly. I stopped. It was like a hundred degrees outside when I was walking. I was, I said, all right, I'm going to load this image from my photos in my phone to a Facebook post and just put it out there. And it was, it was like ridiculously, but I understand now why people are so reluctant if they haven't done this, just put yourself out there. And it's like, I was, I was like shaking, not from the heat, but from fear. Looking back, I laugh, but it's like, I pushed the image and I, I don't, I don't remember anything other than that. That was like a a kicking the door open, you know? So that's kind of how I started with that. And it, art is something I've always been interested in. I didn't grow up being an artist, but I always had an affinity toward that. And my former career was in landscape architecture, which is the arts and sciences of building environments and combining art, sculpture, landscape, plant material, buildings, architecture, all that goes with that. And I remember Dan telling me when he coached me for that brief period, coming back to that story, he said, you know, you keep talking about art. Don't dismiss that because I kept pushing it away thinking, you know, it's compartmentalized. That's part of who I am, but I need to be like this to really be successful with what I want to do next. That's not important. But as it turns out, it's been very important. And now that's expanded into pretty much everything I do. I bring in the art with it. I always wore blue and white shirts in the work world. And eventually I I found a shirt. I saw at a store and I go, man, that's a cool. And you can't, if you can't see this folks, it's a pink Paisley shirt, you know, in honor of Katie. And her her brand. Uh, and I put it on this morning. I said, Oh, oh yeah, it's I'm I'm with Katie today. This is good. <laughs> but uh I've I've kind of uh moved into just that's part of who I am. It says Dan and Dan says, when people think of you, when they hear your name, do you want them to think of you as an artist or a coach? I said, Yeah, yes. It's it's either one that fits, it doesn't matter to me. So my calling, I believe, from the Lord is to encourage people. And I, I do that through different expressions. One is coaching, one is art, one is music, one is teaching, and I can go down the list, but they, they all merge to where some of the stuff I get paid for, some of it I do for free, and some of it I just do for me. So that's that's the story of how the, the art of change through coaching, the art of what I call visual music with the visual arts and painting, that's how all this comes together. And guess what? Some people see my art and want to buy it, and they do. Other people know about my coaching, and they want to work together. And sometimes the people that buy the art end up wanting to work together as a coach. And sometimes the people that I work with as a coach say, I really like that artwork. Uh, can you do a commission piece for me? So that's that's how these these two worlds have been coming together for me. And someone asked me, you're at a place in life where if you chose to, you could spend all your time making art, consuming art, collecting art. I said, yeah, but half of me would be missing. You know, one plays off the other. I need both. Mm-hmm. And that's why I call myself an encorepreneur, just embracing that freedom to enjoy the life, work, and relationships that matter most. I love it. love it. If you're watching or listening to this, head over to nextthinggroup.com so you can connect mm-hmm. with Mark Ross check out his uh, artwork as well as his coaching. He's also uh, collaborated on a book called Beyond Competence, which does have his art on the cover. So that I believe is on Amazon and you can check that out there and see um, some of his artwork either there or at nextthinggroup.com. 
Mark, it's been so nice to listen to you to share your heart today and just the whole passion about being authentically you and all of your talents and interests, wherever you are and whatever you do. If we had to to walk away from this, remembering one thing, I know there's many things I've written down as I've been listening, but what would be the most important thing you would want folks to walk away from today? I think on, on today, I'll answer it this way, that if there's something you want to do and you're just not sure and you have a thousand excuses for why you're not taking action on it, look at it as a small experiment. Put a timetable on it. Try it. See if it fits. And if it doesn't, move on. And if it does, keep growing. Love it. Such great advice. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening today. And we want to encourage you again, connect with Mark Ross by his paintings. I have one in commemoration of our hot air balloon bucket list ride that we did. So beautiful. Love having it hanging in my office. And so connect with him at nextthinggroup.com. We'll have all those links in the show notes. And remember that your message matters and anything scary can be an experiment. Just embrace it. We'll talk soon. If you've found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.